What is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. This podcast is meant to be really conversational and casual, just a couple of leaders here at Fathom talking about faith and life and talking about how we can grow in our faith where it's really going on Monday through Saturday and not just on Sunday. So tune in, listen to the conversation and open your heart. We pray that this really helps. Hello and welcome to the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. I am Christina Scott here with lead pastor of Fathom Church, Kyle Nelson. Present. <laughs> Present and accounted for. Yeah, absolutely. I had to kick on the heat because it's a little cold. I was about to say, if you hear our teeth chattering at any point in this podcast. It is that time of year like where it's you know, it's going to warm up. So there's really not any point in putting on the heat in right. Florida, but if you don't, you're also just going to be cold. So bundle up and then, right. you know, right. Or the building holds the heat from or holds the chill from overnight until it's had enough time to, to warm up. And it has not had yet enough time For sure. to warm so up this day. I shamelessly turned on the heat and I've got my tea here. He does. So you may yeah. hear some, something that I don't know. It might sound like someone's like... Brewing tea is what it's going to sound like. That's all. Just period. That's it. <laughs> moving right along. You, you saw me coming. You saw me that. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So moving right speaking along. of cold weather a little yeah. bit, you... I went on my glamping trip a couple of weeks ago. Right. You did a camping trip this weekend. Do you... So, like, I consider myself to be a capable human being, but I would never call myself rugged. Do you identify as a rugged person, like a rugged man? I'm a, I'm a city slicker that ain't scurred. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's, that's probably a good description of me. Like, grew up in the city, but a rural city you know, a suburb of Tampa where it's a farming community, like really where I'm from. And so there was plenty of woods and things to run around and stuff. And we built forts and teepees and, Didn't um, you talk spent, about a dirt mountain one time? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's the, the massive dirt mountain. And so I would not consider myself a rugged, I feel a little more rugged when I throw on a flannel and some boots. Yeah. I'm like, look at me. Yeah. I'm ready to chop something down. But I've got tennis elbows, so I'm like, I can't hold this. I look like I could chop something down, but the actuality of that is yeah. would be incredibly painful. I, I, I think more, more like what you said, capable, right? Capable. Yeah, capable. But I do not consider myself rugged, so I for sure was glamping. But you guys like slept in the dirt. Yeah, but you know, we we were um, we brought an air mattress that was, um, and there's no electricity, but I like plugged that up to my car. Mm-hmm because I'm just not about that sleeping on the ground thing if I don't have to, but um, we did and it was miserable because it was like deflating. And so I was on the side and so I was like kind of falling off. And eventually in the middle of the night, I put myself in the middle, which had both of my boys on the other side of me, like rolling into me. Mm -hmm. Eventually at like four o'clock in the morning, I'd been up all night and I'm like, I'm just gonna lay on the ground. (laughs) Like should never brought the air mattress to begin with. So anyway, I digress. That's, um, yeah, I haven't had to sleep on an air mattress in quite a while. Um, and I think that if I, if that was my opportunity this evening, Uh 
I would feel every single minute of life I have attained at this point. I feel yeah. like I would, I feel like my body would remind me that Christina, you are a full 40 years old and air mattresses are for kids. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that is what uh, would happen. So. Yeah, it is no fun. It yeah. is no fun. But uh, I think that's partly why I'm needing to, to stay on some tea this morning. All that outdoor outdoorsing I did this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Well, baptism Sunday was awesome. Oh, it was amazing. Such, such a, a good day. Such a fun day. We could all feel it. Like this is going to be uh, an awesome day. Yes. And it was, it really was a lot more. It really was. It was so great. Um, and your message on Sunday, um, like it's not always like that where you teach specifically on baptism or about a baptism yeah. uh, on Baptism Sunday, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that was unique. It's the first time I've heard you um, yeah, preach been a while. that message. Yeah. Uh, and so that title, What's Holding You Back?, um, there was something that you said in the message. That's why I asked, like, how do you identify as a rugged man? Do you, you know, like, and I don't identify, you know, in those ways, but I have these other sort of labels that maybe I have in my mind of Mm -hmm. that's, this is me and this is me, or I can be in this category or this different, different ways I identify myself. And, um, something that you talked about, about in, in Acts chapter eight, Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, we read the entire passage walking through kind of from beginning to end what happened. There's some really supernatural stuff happening in there. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't a lot of what, I mean, there wasn't time to to go in to that stuff. Um, because, but a lot of what you talked about was the Ethiopian eunuch and his identity. And I actually like to get in a little bit to maybe Philip and his identity Mm. today too. Mm -hmm. Um, and just so much of that conversation around identity there, that's, that's happening everywhere, everywhere Mm -hmm. we turn, it's happening, um, on our news, it's happening in our schools, it's happening, um, over our dinner tables. Mm -hmm. We're having these conversations, you know, with our kids and with our friends about identity and, and who we are. Um, and I think there's a very different conversation. Yes, I'm laughing because the tea is being brewed as we speak. If you can hear it, the tea is being brewed. Um, but there's this very different um, conversation about identity, even when we recognize that we are made in the image of God. So mm-hmm. like even even when we recognize that, there's still a really deep conversation to have within Christian circles about identity and what we are claiming as our identity. Yeah. So and really it's <clears throat> how we not just how we see ourselves, but it, it's who we truly are. Who we truly are. And I think the it's a challenging and important conversation that I think that we should be having ongoing in our life with Christ is growing for our identity to not be found in our family of origin, mm-hmm. um, the things that have happened to us, the mistakes we've made, um, anything that is of this world and really only that which carries into eternity. Right. Um, which is our identity as beloved sons and daughters. 
um, as heirs of his kingdom. And that's so much easier said than done. Like that's a couple sentence, you know, description of it, you know, just the very basics of it. Um, but that's where it begins. It begins with that identity of sons and daughters, but man, it's just, it's crazy how many different places I, I, I think what that first way that we would describe ourselves often and and what we want to present to people, I think is equally part of our identity and, and, and maybe even lack of identity because we're trying to find it in things that ultimately don't satisfy and don't bring like, are are not our core identity as Christians. And so it's possible to truly be a believer, but yet still be living out this false identity that's um that may be a part of who you are but it's not it should not be the grounding foundation of your identity and that has to be as a a son and daughter and then working out from there to uh, my to my race and to uh, my place in my family and to my job and to the different parts that make up in my interest and the things that my, my personality and all those things are far out, um, beyond that, that they, they follow that. So, and, and then I think there's a lot of things that are just ungodly that um, should not be where we find our identity, right. you know, that, that have to be rejected. And so we can, we can go whatever direction you want to go. Yeah. There's so many places to go, but this yeah. conversation on identity is so important now because so many people, I believe in the past, even in the past two years, I think there's been a lot of that's been accelerated where they didn't used to find their identity in their politics. Right. But now it is a core part of who they are and who they I like identify with, right? right. The left or the right. And like they're just that's their identity is wrapped up in how they vote, mm-hmm. what political party they belong to and what the ideology is there. And they're right. just, their identity is just shifting with those polls. Right. Um, uh, racially too, as there's been a, you know, large and, and important conversation around, you know, race, you know, some have sought like that. They're just, they only find their identity in their race. Mm-hmm. And um, while there's so much beauty and that and our diversity and our ethnicity, it shouldn't be what's defining us. Right. Our, our identity first is in Christ um, as, as sons and daughters of his. And then we get to appreciate and honor and um, enjoy the, the beauty of that diversity that, um, that's from God and his plan, like from the beginning. Right, right. Well, you, and into definitely like we see in the Bible into eternity. I was it's, I was in a small group last night that was really we were talking um and we were discussing how when we think of the Old Testament this is nothing what we're talking about but I guess it probably is maybe a lot of what we're talking about when we think about the Old Testament we think Jews like Jews are ethnicity mm-hmm. people born Jewish and in the Old Testament we actually do have a number of examples of people who um were Jews by faith right you know, um, Rahab the prostitute. Yes, that's the first one that came to my mind. Um, Ruth. Yes, you know, right. I mean, significant female um, faith mm-hmm. leaders from un- uncommon places right? who were included in that by, by faith. And though they weren't born, they, they by faith became a part of um, the 
you know, the faith story in Hebrews 11, right. you know, for Rahab mm-hmm. and of Jesus's lineage, the Davidic lineage, lineage, which is fulfillment of God's promise to Abraham. Right. You know, um, and Genesis to be a blessing to all nations and all peoples. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so. Yeah, no, that's cool. I was actually, I had, I know a little bit, not a ton, but I know a little bit about the Cush. So yeah. when you said kingdom that, Kush, yeah. when the kingdom of Kush. Yeah, I, I, you, I looked down at you, had a little smile on your face. I'm like, what are we <laughs> what, what did I say? What did I say? You, know, you didn't say anything. It's because some, I mean, some of our Bibles and different translations will say Cushite um, mm-hmm. in different areas. And sometimes they'll spell it with a K and sometimes they'll spell it with a C. And then, so the original Cush with a C was actually one of Noah's sons. And there's this idea that, one of Noah's sons mm-hmm. went and, and inhabited this area in northern Africa and that that was his people. And I mean, there's not specific record of all of that, but like yeah. it's, it lends itself to, okay, Cush and then Cushites and this kingdom of Cush um, in that area. Anyway, but their identity wouldn't just have been in the color of their skin, but also one of the things that you mentioned was that this particular Ethiopian eunuch, this, this Kushite um, eunuch was very wealthy, but like they were a wealthy people. Mm. They were an incredibly yep. wealthy people. Um, the Kush mined gold. They were the suppliers of gold for the Egyptian empire. Well, yeah, they were rich. They learned how to, um, they traded, iron and and gold and salt and um the capital city was it mate Moreau? Moreau. Moreau. Yes. I don't know Moreau. why I, pr- I, I rolled know. my R there. <laughs> I, I can't even roll my R. It was like a fake roll my R. For some Moreau. reason, I wanted to say mayor, but it's Moreau. I, I, I said it like a, like a French. Moreau. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. that capital city of Moreau was kind of, was this trade sort of epicenter um, for gold mm-hmm. and iron yep. and salt and all of these things. So like they're a wealthy people and they are used to people coming to them, yeah. which I thought was interesting yeah. about this man going out and, and, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and traveling. I thought it was interesting, um, that really his identity at that time wouldn't have just been, you know, just as a eunuch or just as that he was wealthy because he was in this, you know, the queen's palace or, you know, in the uh, yeah. Candace service, but also like just as a general rule, like those people were rich. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of identity that can be found yeah. in that in wealth, yeah, as for well. Sure. Yeah. And it's, and I think he, he's an interesting kind of case study, if you will, for us as we talk about identity, because, our identity is not just, you know, where we're from, yeah. but it's all the things that have made us, you know, who we are, you know, up until this time and all the things that we've tried to, um, that we understand, uh, uh, that we're, I don't know, it's just, it's just there. It's not even the stuff that we understand, but, um, you know, again, where we're from, our socioeconomic, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, status, our, our race, all those different things can be places in which, um, we find our, our identity, but uh, with him, it's just amazing to watch, um, this transition to 
this fulfillment of prophecy, which I think is so cool. It really is. I'd never honestly seen this before until studying it over the past couple of weeks. Um, Because when we think about like fulfillment of prophecy, most of the time we're thinking about Jesus. Jesus. There's other places in which other people are fulfilling that part of the prophecy, but to one like this is really unique for those of you that didn't catch the message or don't remember um, eunuchs were not allowed to enter the temple foreigners were not um, allowed to enter the temple and so um, into where um, Jewish men and it's kind of to be debated on what he could actually do there, right. there there can be discourse around that I think most scholars and theologians would agree that he he would not be allowed to the inner like courts of um, not even where the Levites, but where Jewish men would. Um, and so if he, he was even coming there as a Jewish man, um, you know, to not be allowed entrance to that was, um, you know, disappointing. Right. To put it mildly, mm-hmm. um, even deprived of justice, I think is, could he very much be his feeling as he's reading this Isaiah 53 passage. Right. But Isaiah 50, so Deuteronomy 23, one says what I said that, um, you know, eunuchs or foreigners cannot be allowed, but Isaiah, um, oh gosh, 56, uh, is it 56? Yeah, I think it's 56. Sorry. I was about to say Isaiah 58 and I'm like, that's not right. That's a different one. Mm-hmm. Um, but Isaiah 56, um, three through eight really says that, um, Hey, that there's a, there's a time coming that God will make it possible, you know, and, and by faith, if you trust in God and you obey him, then you too will be able to. And so you know, he was he was doing that. He was coming to worship. He wanted to honor God. And uh, and here he gets to be the fulfillment of that prophecy. So yeah. I don't know if they talked about that or if he just fulfilled it. And, and, right. But it was super cool. Yeah. As you were talking Sunday and then even just now as we're going back over some things that you brought out in the message, um, we have been on, on Wednesday nights going through the last seven weeks, uh, we've been going through the grave robber, uh, by Mark Batterson in our core night small groups. And, uh, last week, last Wednesday, we talked about the man who was born blind. Um, and so much of this story of, um, the, the eunuch had really just meshed together for me with this same miracle of the man born blind and just how there are so many parallels and so many things that, I mean, there are certainly um, differences, but there are so many things that are similar in that this man born blind, like there had, it says in the scripture, there is no record of anyone ever being healed. You know, there was no record of anyone restoring sight to someone who was born blind before. Like this idea that no eunuch or foreigner would mm-hmm. ever be allowed yeah. in the temple. There's no record of this happening. But with Jesus, mm-hmm. these things are possible. There's um, so many things about, you know, you talked about him not being able to enter the um, purification waters mm-hmm. in the temple. And this idea of so much of what Jesus taught around and what he talked through when he's having conversations with people and when he's healing people so many things have to do with water and living water and pure water and and these different things in that for us we have to kind of 
dig into it and understand mm-hmm. what that means because we just turn on a tap. Yeah. We just, you know, turn yeah. a little faucet Very and pure world. water is so normal. And like the idea of impure water is what's foreign to us. We just, you know, we get these crazy boil water notices or something if something goes wrong uh, with our normal, you know, just our normal things that we just are so accustomed to and and have. But for for them, this idea, you know, for for this entire the time period of all of the Bible, not just, you know, not just one portion, not just the Old Testament or the New Testament, but the entire biblical time frame, pure water even having a- access to water mm-hmm. is is something precious and prized and there's there it's incredibly symbolic and so yeah. i don't know i'm just kind of going off on a tangent right now but <laughs> no, we but just from- <laughs> we just talk you know all of these different teachings we've talked a lot about how things feel like they're overlapping and coming mm-hmm. together and we're really um i feel like as a body getting a lot of these messages where where God is overlapping things and building layers of our understanding yeah, for sure in this you know in our body and so I just I don't know that was a really cool and interesting connection for me of how your sermon on Sunday related back to our core night so yeah I mean really from the creation story in Genesis 1 2 like God over hovering over the, the, the foremost the, mm-hmm. and over the, the waters and parting the waters and mm-hmm. then going into the story of Exodus mm-hmm. and like parting, and parting waters, the waters and Joshua parting waters. Mm-hmm. And we see a ton of, of that. Um, and then, right, there's a lot of this cleansing um, rituals that are very like read through Leviticus. There's mm-hmm. so much cleansing that, that takes place and, and, and rites of purification. And, and so all the way through and it's leading up to this conversion experience you know from going from unclean to clean going from um unacceptable to acceptable and really in baptism what this man says what's holding me back like i can i can be baptized now if this is true right if what you say about jesus is true um then i i i can worship and i can um i can be baptized and and so he was thrilled and he was he was excited to make his next step and i just hope like that spirit is in all of us yeah you know i hope that spirit's in all of us to let nothing hold us back because we know that jesus did tear the veil that we um, are beloved sons and daughters that the gospel has made a way not by anything we've done and we don't have to live in the old identity we don't have to live on on um, the superficial identity of our wealth right. or the superficial identity of, um, you know, of our politics mm-hmm. or whatever, but we can, can be found holy in, in, um, in Jesus Christ and our identity known there. And just on a personal level, um, what I've found about growing in my identity in Christ is that it's a journey and every every season, every year, I feel like I'm like, oh, I, I, I'm now my identity is in Christ. Now mm-hmm. it's here. And I feel like I've been saying this for 15 years. And then I'll go through a season in which that'll be challenged. And there'll be parts that I'm like, oh, I didn't realize some of my identity was wrapped up in that part of my past. Yeah, I didn't realize some of my identity was actually still in um, this image that I want to project mm-hmm. that's not really who I am, but it's it's an image. 
you know, and it's God pruning away a lot of these things that are not the pure part of my identity that will, that goes with me to eternity. Yeah. And, um, and that's challenging and hard when you're going through it. And cause you realize you think you have quote unquote arrived right. and you're like, Oh, my identity is now in Christ. Right. You leave a prayer time. Mm-hmm. You're like, Oh, just a revelation. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. God. And mm-hmm. then, you know, give it, you know, 18 months and then you're in another season and, you're like, oh my gosh, it just feels like a complete undoing and breaking down. Um, but it's all so that we can bear more fruit. I mean, that's yeah. kind of why he prunes because he loves and he's pruning those things away. And so I would just say to anybody listening, like thinking through your own identity to begin to, um, to one, like slow down to really think through is your identity truly in Christ or is it more in like, are are you more likely to see yourself based on your occupation, Mm -hmm. based on your family of origin, based on how much money you bring in? Um, I mean, you could probably add more to that. Even just based on um, what others have said about you. I think Mm. sometimes we receive uh, what others have said, whether we really want to or not. Um, and sometimes we, you know, sometimes those are beautiful things, right? Sometimes we really need to hear what other people see in us or see, um, you know, sometimes we really need to hear that both for, um, confidence in a certain area that maybe we, we haven't had before. We haven't been able to like, or we haven't stopped. We haven't slowed down. Like you Mm -hmm. said, to to look at all what God has done and and changed and worked in an area. But sometimes we need it because we need to hear. (laughs) Sometimes we need to hear a little bit of a, a, I mean, a reckoning. I guess I I gave all those examples for everybody else, but I mean, many people know my, my story, but my, my identity was in work. It was Mm -hmm. in performance. It was in success. It was in what I could do and all in the name of Jesus. Right. You don't hear the air quotes. (laughs) Yeah. All in the name of Jesus. And the harsh reality is I lack joy. Um, um, it was, it was killing me mm-hmm. and I was, it, there was a large part of my identity that had to be cut away. Um, and that took several, it took years, like it took years and, yeah. and I'd say in many ways it's still taking place in my life. And so I would just encourage everyone listening, thinking through maybe where your identity, like there's a false identity, a um, a, a superficial identity that's forming Mm -hmm. or has been there for a long time. Again, like you said, based off of what other people have said, what you've wanted to project or where you've tried to find fulfillment. And I think that's Mm -hmm. that's at the core. A lot of this stuff is trying to find fulfillment or something has just settled into deep into our core being of who we are. And, and God just wants to come in and just as, as we were baptized, he, he wants, you know, to set the old ways behind. Right. And I think God's going to do that. And we partner with him and what he's doing on the inside by, by slowing down and reflecting mm-hmm. and really doing the active work of say, 
reminding ourselves, taking thoughts captive, mm-hmm. as I said, yeah. um, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, like d- doing that active work that's on us to do. Like, you know, that's not who I am. I, that, that's, I'm, I'm, I found myself kind of getting caught up in the identity politics. I found myself kind of getting caught up in like, you know, um, you know, ra- like racial identity only right. or, or my, my career. And like, that's not who I am. And, and I think when we step back, we, we find a whole new way to engage in politics, to embrace the beauty of our ethnicity um, and, and the God-given beauty and sacredness of, of our identity um, and our race. And we were able to engage in our career and our families yes. in a whole different level and dimension spiritually and a healthier level because our sonship and daughtership is where that's flowing from. Yeah. I think, you know, what, something that I think is really important for us to talk about, um, just cause we haven't really touched on it yet, but a lot of people, um, even moving into submitting their life and saying they want to be a follower of Jesus are still feeling their identity in their past sin mm-hmm. um, are still identifying yeah. themselves as that where they're, they've been forgiven. Um, and it's sometimes really difficult to recognize that those things are truly forgiven. And we still kind of hold on to this past sin or even you know, sin that we're struggling with currently wanting to wanting to rid our lives of. And like that can be a, a part of our identity, something we can kind of latch onto. And I think your, um, I don't know, it was one of your slides and another quote that I wrote down, but I think it's really important in light of any part of if, you know, if you're listening and there's any part of your identity that you are, struggling with that is this sin nature part of your life or a sin that you're struggling with is to remind yourself that man's fallenness does not negate God's faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, because that is like you are a new creation yeah. and you don't have to hold on to that yeah. at all. There might still be consequences yeah. in your life for that sin, past yeah. sin and, and and in in many cases there are yeah. there are real life consequences for this sin that is in your past but that is that doesn't have to be who you are that isn't yeah. who you are yeah absolutely uh, a couple of passages that come to mind and, and maybe this is a good time to to tie a bow on it um if that's you you know i one I mean, we we've talked about the being a new creation but um, I, I think of um, um, Jesus's parable of the sower and the seed, you know, mm-hmm. that there's the seed so, sowed there. It's but Matthew 13. Yeah, Matthew 13. Um, that, and, but there's all these thorns that come up. There's birds that want to, you know, pluck it out. And I think that is that some of the birds plucking it out is, um, you know, the work of the enemy that that's coming to just steal that, mm-hmm. like that, which is true about your identity coming like, Nope, that's not real. Nope. That you're, mm-hmm. you're defined by this old thing or, or just the worries of, of life. He says like these thorns that kind of grow up and kind of choke out the mm-hmm. good, you know, the good, you know, start of what God's doing in your heart and wants to choke it out and the busyness and trying to find your identity and, 
in your job or whatever it might be. And like, no, we've got to, God wants to prune those things away. And, um, and really, I think Jesus's purpose in that is that understanding is really being good soil mm-hmm. there and, and that, that we're to, we need to grow in understanding. Right. And so I think that's where these two are working hand in hand. Jesus said, you, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. So understanding the truth of the gospel and our identity is that that is an ongoing journey and a beautiful journey um, that is allowing the roots to just go further and further down and keeping our heart in a place to grow and to continually just be refined by God. um, And so that we can understand freedom. Uh, The other passage that comes to mind is uh, Romans 12. We've we've done a lot of teaching on it, but Mm -hmm. just the renewing of your mind. It's, it's a constant, it's an ongoing process to, I'm not going to conform. I'm not going back to where I came from. I'm just going to continually just be renewed by the truth of God. Hearing on this podcast, reading in the word, listening to sermons in small groups, like Christian community, all these different places. And that I'm, I'm beginning to think biblically. I'm beginning to see myself Mm -hmm. in my true identity. Yeah. Maybe for the first time in your entire life, like you're understanding your God given identity not all this junk of layers of pain, of politics, of pride yeah. that we've put in there, but truly who we are in Christ. And what a beautiful, beautiful, no matter how old you are, no matter how long uh, you've run from God and finding that faith, what a beautiful journey to begin to discover and to embrace like who we truly are in Christ and uh, your best days are yet, yet to come. Yeah. And so just keep pressing in. And um, at, when it feels like the stakes are going down deeper and deeper, I think of like those railroad ties, just mm-hmm. deep stakes of our identity going deeper and deeper, like embrace that. Um, even as painful as it is, as layers are coming off, as humbling as that is, that's a good place for us to be, uh, even when it's painful. Yeah. So, yeah. Guys, we thank you for joining us again this week uh we just want to know like we want you to know we love you we're we're praying for you we want to connect with you so there are other fathom podcasts we have the fathom sermon podcast each week the fathom family podcast has just launched a new uh series they've done they've done a new series and they're those are um launching every monday so catch up in those other ways you can always email your questions uh, to info at fathom.church or you can connect with us by texting the keyword fathom to 97,000. We hope you have a wonderful week and we'll see you back here next week. Nailed it.